Hi guys and welcome back to the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. It's your host Jordan Renton, back again with another one on episode 15. We're very appreciative of everyone that's listened to all previous 14 episodes of the podcast, but we've got another great podcast for you tonight and it's another European league, one of the big super leagues in the top five leagues. And we're covering the La Liga tonight, the Spanish division. And as always, I've got my co-host with me, Theo. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, thank you, Jordan. Glad to be on again. Looking forward to this one very much. Yeah, it will be. Uh, I'm really excited. We're talking about what leagues we want to do. Obviously, we've done the Premier League, one of the most watched leagues in the world, and one of the best leagues. We went, obviously, to the Bundesliga, where the most young, exciting talent is coming through. But going to the La Liga, we've got some huge clubs, obviously, historic clubs, which we will talk about. Obviously, the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, obviously, the, the kind of ones that kind of creep in there, trying to get into the win, win the league. But we've also got some quite exciting teams that a few of our listeners, I, I personally feel, probably won't know much about. So I think I think it's a good league to talk about. So I think me and you are quite excited to go through it. And what we'll do is, what we've done with the Bundesliga one, we'll, we'll go through the league and then try and agree on where we think they'll finish. And then obviously, yeah, hopefully that, that'll be the case. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be quite an exciting chat. So I'll let Theo kick it off with the champions and the current holders, Real Madrid. Theo. So Real Madrid, probably... The biggest team in the world, many people would say. They had a, a good season last year, a little bit unexpected, some some thought, but obviously won the league. And Zidane made sure that they were a very defensively solid team, which is something that they'd been missing for a number of years. This year, this season, Madrid have signed no one. So they've made no signings probably for the first time since I can ever remember. So it's a bit of a new dawn for Real Madrid. And also winning the Liga last year, they don't often win the Liga, especially in the last 10 decades. It's been Barcelona mainly and Atletico Madrid once. So they're at a stage and they're at a point where it's quite unknown for them, which sounds stupid, but in the past 10 years, they just win the Champions League, not the league. So this season, obviously, you've got you've still got a fantastic squad of players. I mean... I think Thibaut Courtois in goal, he really came and improved last season. Why Real Madrid signed him, he was outstanding last season. You've got even you've got Talisman, Sergio Ramos. I mean, any team with Sergio Ramos in is, is, is going to be competitive. And also Benzema. I think Benzema had one heck of a renaissance last season. He was absolutely fantastic. Madrid is, a, is kind of at a crossroads this season, I believe, because they've got that dying breed of the core players. And then also the vibrance of, of these youngsters coming through. You know, Rodrigo, Mendy, Vinicius, Jovic as well. Madrid, the problem with Madrid, I think, is they've got maybe too many players who maybe haven't performed. So it's make or break for them this season. And also for Zinedine Zidane, talks of him losing the dressing room have already begun. There's been some grumblings with Isco, etc. So this season, I can see Real Madrid finishing second. That's where I've put. I don't think they're good enough to win the league. And I think it's going to be an interesting season watching Real Madrid. It's a big season for some players like Hazard. Massive season for Eden Hazard. But I also think it's the end for a number of players. I think Marcelo, Modric, Toni Kroos. I think this is the end. So it's quite a momentous season, I think, for Real Madrid. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Jordan. Yeah, so I, I predict Real Madrid to win the league. I still think they're probably comfortably got a, a squad worthy of winning the league they've not added to it as you said and I think maybe in a few positions they could have added in but they've got enough there in terms of squad depth to get them through and 
I personally think Real Madrid at the moment, I feel this season, and, and as you mentioned, I, I do think this is one of these seasons where they won't run away with the league. But I think at the moment, they're in a bit of a transition. I really like the emergence of Valverde. I think he's a top midfielder and, and will be a staple of their side for, for years to come. And they've also got Martin Odegaard that's come back. And I think he's quite exciting. And I think if you can get Odegaard, Valverde, and obviously Casemiro, who is still part of that midfield, I think that's a solid midfield to go ahead with for the future. I'm quite excited to see if that can actually become something. Because obviously, as you said, they're going to have to obviously transition from Modric and Cruz to those three. And I think it will take time for that to happen and, and to develop over time. And I think it'll be quite an interesting transition from, from Modric and Cruz to, to those three. Obviously, Casemiro's been there and is probably the most experienced out of those three. And I think he's going to be a key player to them. Obviously, they've got Varane and Ramos. I think Ramos has still got a few years in him. And I, I think as the captain of the club, he's, he's not looked like he's dropping off anytime soon. And Varane's still at a young enough age that he's got a number of years still in the game. I do think at fullback, I think they were. it was a mistake to sell Ashraf Hakimi to Inter Milan. I don't know if they've got a buyback clause. They may, they may do. Um, they've got a buyback, yeah. So that could, easily, that could easily happen. I do think Danny Carvajal is a very, not an average footballer, but I don't think he's the best that Madrid could get. And I do think it would have been worthwhile to, to put Hakimi ahead and, and give him the shot this season. It would have been, it would have been a worthwhile decision. Also, they, they let go Sergio Reguilón to Tottenham. They've got a buyback on him as well. But as we said, they've got Ferlon Mendy there at the moment. So, so Reguilón wouldn't have been getting the game time. So that does make sense. The forward line does interest me a bit because obviously we've seen a bit of our arguments happening between Benzema and Vinicius during the week. And I think... Vinicius needs to learn his place in the squad. But I do think Benzema is going to have to become more understanding that these, these, these are young players. They're not, they're not the superstars. They're going to make mistakes. And I do think Benzema at the moment, it, he is a talented player, Karim Benzema, and has always been a talented player. But to be honest, they're going to probably have to look for someone to come in. Obviously, they've got Luka Jovic, but I think Luka Jovic is going to be showing the door, which is a shame because he was a talented player at Frankfurt previously to, to, to join in Madrid and to be honest they should probably have given him more game time but it depends I, I don't know what you think of Benzema and is he the man to continue leading them Theo do you think or or what's your opinion on that? Based off last season he carried Madrid in my opinion mm-hmm. I yeah. think Real Madrid wouldn't have won the title if it wasn't for Benzema so I think he's kind of got himself a he's earned himself a bit more respect and but uh, Luka Jovic one is it's such a yeah it's, it's a an odd one, one it really is in my opinion you have to question Zidane with a few of the players because mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. for example Isco even Asensio I feel like yeah. he, he doesn't manage players properly mm-hmm. and that's the problem for me because Jovic mm-hmm. is a young lad at Frankfurt he was he was frightening absolutely mm-hmm. frightening and he's come to Real Madrid and you're questioning, well, why hasn't it worked? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do think, unfortunately, Real Madrid, I think they need a new manager, in my opinion. But again, yeah. I, I'd like to see them trust Jovic, but I don't. I think we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think, in my opinion, I don't think the Real Madrid will get rid of Zidane because of what happened last time after, after he left the club. I don't think Florentino Perez will likely do that because it'll look bad on his part that he's made a mistake going back to Zidane. The only way they'd do that is if a top-class manager is available. 
Pochettino, is he that? I don't know if he is a top-class manager personally. I still think he needs to go somewhere else in his career. And the only other one you could say that I don't think he would go at the moment, but maybe in the next several years, depending if he takes the German national job, Jurgen Klopp might be another option. Mm. But again, I, I don't really know. So that's the only managers I could at the moment see Real Madrid go for over Zidane, to be, to be perfectly honest. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But in my opinion, I think Real Madrid will win the league this year. I still think they've got a good squad. I'm interested to see also that Rodrigo, he's he's quite an exciting player and I think it'll be interesting to see how he gets on as well but will he be the same as Vinicius it's it's still up in the air whether he'll still be the same as Vinicius what's your opinion of Hazard obviously I don't know if it was the right decision to make to be honest I think it was a couple of years too late to be to be to be Mm. perfectly honest but what's your opinion on Eden Hazard then Theo do you think he can still make a difference at Real Madrid it's such a it's such again it's it's such a bizarre situation Mm because when he when he moved Instantly, he turned up to preseason overweight, mm-hmm. and he's been he's been blighted by injuries. You question what's happened for him to to kind of lose a care, really. Yeah. Obviously, he played at the weekend and scored his first goal in mm-hmm. just under a year. Yeah. It was a really nice goal, but I don't think you're going to get anywhere near as much attacking output as, as mm. Hazard had. Yeah. You think about it, Hazard Hazard peaked a number of years ago, really. Mm-hmm. When he was at Lille, he was frightening. He moved to Chelsea. It took him a bit of time. Mm-hmm. The numbers Eden Hazard put up for Chelsea was, was ridiculous. Watching a Chelsea game, you knew Eden Hazard was going to score. You knew it. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. But I just I just don't know with Hazard. I don't think he's... I mean, if he scores 10 goals a season, you're probably going to go, what a signing. But mm-hmm. uh, What a season. But for 100 million. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was it's a it was a bit of waste of money personally. I think obviously he had an injury as well, so that that didn't help. And obviously, the pandemic's never helped with any any new player joining a, a club, so to really settle in. So when he came back from injury, it's obviously a six month absence as well. And I think he had issues with his weight as well. He had a wee bit of issues with his weight, so that's probably not helped either. So there is a few things I think hopefully he can turn it around, find a bit of form. But yeah, I still think he's still got something to offer, but whether he'll ever reach the numbers he did at Chelsea's, I don't think it's possible, personally. So you were wanting to put Real Madrid second, Theo, but what we'll do is we'll cover the teams we think are going to be in and around there, and then we'll come back to that in a second, actually. I think that's quite a good thing to do. So I'll move on to my first club, and that's Barcelona. So they're the most interesting club at the moment. I think they've been in the headlines too much this summer. Obviously, the, the Lionel Messi saga that went on for a while he didn't want to sign a contract for the club still hasn't signed a contract to stay at Barcelona has got a year left is able to speak to clubs outside of Spain in January so I, th- I think I personally think he will choose another club and leave I don't think I don't think that's in doubt at all where where he'll go we, we don't know I think it will be one of the top clubs I could see PSG being the probably PSG and Man City being the main contenders because they're the ones that splash all the money. But in terms of what's happened recently, obviously, Jose Bartomeu has left as president of the, of the club. There is people that are, are linked with president's role. At the moment, Carlos Tusquets is the acting president. He took over on Wednesday. And there is other, other people out there. Uh, Victor Font is one of the main people that have been mentioned. He's He's interested in coming as president and bringing Xavi to the club as manager, which I think would be a huge mistake, personally. I don't think Xavi is ready at all to take charge of Barcelona. 
fair enough. You could look at the Premier League and, and maybe Barcelona. I've looked at the Premier League going, oh, Frank Lampard's joined Chelsea. You've said, oh, Teta joined Arsenal. Ole joined Manchester United. But to be honest, out of those three examples, at the moment, I would say that they aren't really succeeded yet. They haven't really succeeded in the way you'd want to see. They have gone okay, I guess. I guess you could look at Arteta and say it's gone okay. And, and same with Frank Lampard, obviously, had the transfer ban. But to be honest, it's in my in my opinion, I think having Coleman there now actually is quite a good thing because what I think Coleman will do is he'll kind of sort out the club a wee bit. He'll he'll get rid of some of the older players, bring in the younger talent talent that they've brought into the club. So I think that's a good thing to have him in there. He's kind of stable manager at the moment. He's not going to push them on, but I think he's a way of like cleansing the club and getting it back up and running. I don't think Coleman's a bad manager at doing that. Looking at the players that they brought in, I thought their business, transfer business in the summer was pretty good. I look at their transfers and they've brought in a lot of young, prestigious talent. Trincao, Theo, you've mentioned that you're a huge fan of Trincao. Obviously, a young winger coming in from Braga. They also brought in Serginho Des, the right back, who looked really good. I think it was, it might have been in the, I think it was the Champions League game against Juve. I'm not entirely sure, but he looked really good in one of those games. I'm not sure what game it was, but he was one of the best dribblers on the park. I heard he, he was up and down the the right wing. They also brought in Merlian Pjanic, a switch deal with Arthur, which was an interesting deal. I don't think it was the right right move to make, but Pjanic is still, he's only 30, so he's going to give you a couple of years, still, I think, at the top level. So, yeah, the business wasn't too bad. I also I quite like the the deal they've done with Las Palmas and bringing Petri and he's looked a really young player to to look out for 17 years old they brought him for just under 5 million euros but he he has been starting a couple of games for Barcelona recently so I'm quite excited to see if if he can make a push into the team so yeah I think Barcelona their team I think there's going to be a transition obviously with with the players they've got at the moment they've got I think they've got players that will be there after Ronald Koeman and into the new the new start for Barcelona, as you could say. But this this thing over Messi and, and some of the older players, I think, especially if Xavi came in, I think if Xavi came in, it, he'd be pressured into playing his friends almost. The older players, Messi, Piquet, Busquets, he'd get pressured into doing that from them. And I don't, I don't think that's the right environment for him as a manager at the moment I don't know what your opinions are, are Theo at the moment of Bar- obviously Barcelona as a whole what, what's your opinions on, on the, would you continue with this continue with Coleman at the moment to bring in young players I think Barcelona are a bit of a mess right now in my opinion mm-hmm. I think they're a big mess Yeah. obviously I've continued with Coleman for the season because he's mm-hmm. been appointed completely agree with you about the Xavi appointment mm-hmm. that would be a stupid idea you look at what Juventus have done with Andrea Pirlo and they're going to struggle this season because of their their decision. I think Barcelona, the problem for them this season is they have so many areas which are pretty weak and they're reliant on the youngsters stepping up. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Man United about three, four years ago. They need the youngsters to perform regularly and often and and all the time. I think Messi, his influence on the team is is beginning to diminish. He's not 100% there for the club you, you have to it has to be said and Sufati a lot's going to be put on him yeah uh, I just yeah, I just I look at Barcelona I look at the team I look at how they've played this season and I think yeah 
you're going to struggle a bit this season. I just still think their team's flawed. I don't think they strengthened very well in the past couple of transfer windows. <laughs> yeah, especially. Um, they've made some good signings. The Pjanic one, again, signing Pjanic is, is good, mm-hmm. but letting go of Art- Artur, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't understand. Yeah, Artur's, Artur's like, was he 24, Artur? He's, he's 24. He's younger than Pjanic by about six, seven years. Yeah. He had a decent first season. And mm-hmm. you think to yourself, well, if you're getting Pjanic, why don't why don't you just keep Rakitic and keep Artur? Yeah, you know, because Rakitic is a good player. The problem for Barcelona is they have to get rid of the core players, which is Sergio Busquets, mm-hmm. PK. I mean, me and you were, we were speaking the other day. They've given PK a new six-year deal, haven't they? Four-year four deal. Four-year four deal. Four-year deal. Yeah. Well, four, four, six, a hundred. It's still the yeah. same. It's, it's way too. It's yes. way too long. So yeah. I think this season is going to be a, a bit of a struggle for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They're still comfortably finishing yeah. the top four, mm-hmm. but it's going to be—it's not going to be a good season for a Barcelona fan. Yeah, another player to add that Jordi Alba. I think yeah. Jordi Alba as well. He's—he's he's getting older. He's thirty-one. So it's there's there's so many areas, and and you look at left back. I'm looking at left back and Junior Junior Firpo challenging Jordi Alba. Junior Firpo isn't good enough. It's a, it's a sad thing to say that he came in from Batiste and he done really well at Batiste. But to go from Batista to Barcelona, I just think it's too much of a it's too much of a step. To be perfectly honest, it, it's happening. It's it's quite funny you said that. It's happening too often because you <laughs> look at the lad that they've bought from that backup centre back, Arujo mm. from Celta Vigo. Yeah, yeah, they seem to buy, and they bought Martin Braithwaite as well. They yeah, that's odd to, one. Yeah, their the, the transfers they just don't really make sense. Yeah, and um, that's the thing is like when you're lo- losing Luis Suarez as well, and you're not bringing anyone into place. Well, fair enough, Griezmann can come into more of a central role, but, but he looks but a shadow of like, the player. It is. I know that's the thing, and I, I, that was the wrong time as well. We we're talking about Hazard going to Real Madrid, Griezmann going to Barcelona was is the exact same. I think when you think about it, it's like you're bringing in a player that's getting towards the end of his peak and I think if they were going to bring him in they should have brought him in probably three four years ago when Atletico Madrid were sky high in the Champions League etc that's when Barcelona should have been mm. going right we'll bring him in now but obviously that it's easy to say because Suarez at that point was on fire so they couldn't really do that at that point it, it's it's a hard situation but I think I do think Barcelona's got enough to turn it around I just think they're gonna have to be smart in what they're gonna do and I think bringing in Xavi would be would be Really poor, as we said, really poor decision. In terms of other managers that you could see coming in after Coleman, Theo, is there any suggestions at the moment that you would say might be a good chance? Obviously, we'll, we'll cover Barcelona in more detail when we do a proper episode, but is there any off the top of your head? For me, there's only one man who, who can come in and fix Barcelona, and that's Pep Guardiola again. Mm-hmm. I know he's come out and he's ruled it out, but I don't think, I think, I, I do think you'll find Pep Guardiola back at Barcelona. It's yeah. the only manager that makes sense. No one else at all, no Pochettino, no, no. nothing. Mm-hmm. He has to be the man to take Barcelona, well, rebuild Barcelona. He yeah. has to be. Yeah, there's at the moment, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that's really making sense, to be perfectly honest. I, I agree with you there. And I, I do think Pep's coming towards the end of his, his time at Manchester City. So it kind of makes sense. It kind of, links up quite well so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they can do and as we said we'll cover all the teams before we, we kind of place the, the teams where we're thinking for the, at least the top the top four so because I think we're going to go on to onto a couple more teams who we think they're going to be up there so I, I'll let you you kick it off then Theo with your with your next team who, who have you gone for? Perfect so my next team's Atletico Madrid and I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Atletico Madrid and I'm a massive yeah. fan of Diego Simeone so I do enjoy 
talking about Atletico Madrid. I think they've got a really, really good good team. Last year was a bit of a difficult season for Atletico Madrid. Obviously, they, they signed Yao Felix and a lot was expected. And it didn't really quite start the way it should. Obviously, the performances were not the best. I think the fans were on Simeone's back. It wasn't a great season for Atletico. I mean, they still got to the, the quarters of the Champions League, but it wasn't a very good season for Atletico Madrid. But this season, this season, it's, it's something special. You've seen in the first six, seven games, Jao Felix has been on a different planet. He has been absolutely incredible. His finishing, his movement, his just overall play, it, it's been outstanding. It's been, he's been a joy to watch. And the signing of Luis Suarez for five million I mean, Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez is, what, 32? He's yeah. got easily three more seasons where he can score yeah. at least 10 goals. So what a signing that was. Yeah. And what I love most about Atletico Madrid is, is the defence. I mean, Oblak, arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. Oh, definitely. In the top three, yeah, definitely. definitely. No question about it. They've got a solid defence, lots of options. That's what Simeone wants, good options. And such a solid midfield. I mean, proper players like Coque, Saul, Marcus Lorente, who was brilliant last season. Yeah, definitely. But, but what defines a Simeone team is the hard-working players. And you look at players like Hector Herrera, Angel Correa. Correa would run into a brick wall for his team. Yeah. And what Correa... Correa was Atletico's most impressive player last season, in my opinion, because he, he added finishing to his game. And they've also signed Lucas Torreira as well, which I think is a nice signing as well. Yeah. He got his first goal at, goal at the weekend. And they've got quite a lot of options. So, And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Diego Simeone. Massive fan of Diego Simeone. I think this is the season they do something, again, relevant uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I don't know how anyone's going to stop Yao Felix. I really don't. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Yao Felix... Last season was a bit of a obviously a down year, but I think a lot of pressure was put on him. But I think this season he's he's not got the pressure on him this year. So hopefully he can find form and and he really has obviously at the moment he's he started off really well. Was it two goals at the weekend he got? So so I think that's it. Just shows you that I think because what's the formation at the moment that they're playing? They're playing they're playing a four four two. But I also right. think a lot of his in, improvement has been because they've got rid of Murata. Yeah. I don't think he could have played with him or Diego Costa. Definitely. Yeah, I think him playing playing up there with Suarez, I think that's quite a nice partnership that Simeone's found. As you mentioned, I think the defence, obviously, Jan Oblak, I, I agree with you, Jan Oblak's fantastic. But in centre-back, they've got Jimenez and Felipe. I think they're they're really solid centre-backs. Renan Lodi at left-back, I, I really rate Renan Lodi. I think that was a smart bit of business. Not obviously this summer, but the summer before. Right back, I think they could do with some improvement. I just had a look there in terms of who they've been linked with recently and Tyreek Lamptey has been has been linked. Mm. Tyreek Lamptey. But obviously we mentioned him for someone like Everton last, obviously the last episode we're done with Jaden and that would be a good move for someone like him. But I think maybe a move to, to Atletico wouldn't be the best move for him in his career. But for, for Atletico, yeah, it's worth, worth having a look at because at the moment, right back, I think, is their probably weak point in the defence. Um, Trippier and Arias are solid together. You know, Arias has left. Arias has left. Arias is now at Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. Right. Well, Trippier is still a solid fullback. Yeah. They've got, yeah, they've got Trippier and they've got uh, Vershalko back oh, yeah. at the club. So they've got him as well as backup. Yeah, Trippier is decent, but I think maybe you, you can improve upon Trippier, definitely. As you mentioned, I think the midfield, I think Selminguez has been one of the most underrated center midfield, central midfielders for the last few years. And yeah, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think the wingers, they could do with improving. Thomas Lamar, 
hasn't really found form ever for Atletico since he came from Monaco. And looking at right mid, I, I do I do like Correa, but I do think they can improve upon him. There's probably players that they could look towards that that might be a better option for them. But to be fi- to be fair, I think they've got a team there that's growing together, and I think definitely can can push on in the next couple of seasons, if not this one. So yeah, what we'll do is we'll, as we said, we'll we'll cover all the top four teams that we think are going to be in there, and we'll move on to my second team, and that's Real Sociedad, Theo. So Real Sociedad are top of the league at the moment, which is quite exciting. They've had a really good start to the season. I've got to say that they've they've been pretty ruthless when playing this season. They obviously they didn't have a great start to the season, getting two draws, but that was against well the first one was against bottom side Valladolid, which was quite a poor poor result to be perfectly honest. But looking at the other games, they drew against uh, Real Madrid as well, so drawn against the the current champions at home. But then from then on, they've really kicked on. They beat Elche, they beat Valencia, and Hatafe as well. They beat them three 0 and Real Betis as well, at the same score, 3-0 as well. So they have really kicked on. They're in the Europa League as well, so they've got a lot of competitions to compete in because we know the Europa League's quite a tiring competition. So it'll be interesting to see if they did go further than that to see if they can cope with both La Liga and with Europe as well. But yeah, I'm really excited about Real Sociedad. I really like, as we mentioned last episode, Mikel Oyarzabal. I think a lot of top clubs have to be looking at him in the top leagues, I think he is outstanding. He's been one of their main goal threats. They've also got William Jose up front. He scored two goals at the weekend as well. I think he's a solid enough striker. And they've also got Porto on the right wing as well. I do really rate Porto as well as a player. They only brought in one transfer and that was David Silva. But on a free agent, David Silva, 34 years old, fair enough. But he has really, really shown his stuff in the La Liga and it suits him the pace of the game he can dictate the pace of the game for Real Sociedad and also looking at some of the other players in and around him Mikel Marino I think he's been fantastic the last couple of seasons for Sociedad since joining the club and yeah I think the only position I would say that they they could do with strengthening is is centre-back I think centre-back is probably where they need to look for reinforcements at the moment they've only got Lernormand and Elistondo as well as the young man, the young man in Sagman as well. But only three centre-backs in their main squad. Obviously, they will have youth players as well. But at the moment, only three, play, only three centre-backs, first-team quality centre-backs, isn't probably the best. And you probably could do with bringing in someone else. I don't think they've ever really replaced it, losing Inigo Martinez. I don't think they've ever really replaced that. But to be honest, the rest of their, their defence, looking at the full-backs as well, I really like the full-backs. Ian Munoth on the left-back, and they've got Gorosabal as well on the right-back as well. The, two young full-backs who, who have got a long way to go in their careers. And also they've got safe pair of hands in Alex Romero in goals. I think he got released by Athletic Bilbao, and, and Sociedad snapped him up. And he's been, he's been a mainstay in their goals, really. So I think he's a, he's a top player. And they've got experience as well, obviously... He's not maybe, he, he does get the occasional game, but Ariel Mende is still there at the football club. And they've also got a young defensive midfielder called Zubielda, Igor Zubielda. So I'd, I'd keep an eye on him because he's got a bright future ahead of him as well. So in my opinion, I think Sociedad, I think they're going to finish in the Champions League places this year. I think they've got a real, real opportunity to, to kick on. But as we said, if they can bring in a couple of positions centre-back, maybe someone else if they lost Ayarzabal if, if they lost him they would have to replace him with, with quality and maybe up front they could do with maybe one more they've got Alexander Isaac as well who is a good young 
prospect for the future, but I still think maybe someone to compete with William Jose would be a good thing for Sociedad to look for. So going over the, the four teams, Theo, where are we thinking in terms of place, placing them? We'll, we'll start off with Real Madrid. Are you, what are you thinking? You were saying second, I was saying first. What are you, what are you thinking then? Do you want to, where do you want to place them? See, I've, I've put Atletico Madrid to finish first, mm. but I feel like that's a bit out of it. So I would be happy to, to go put with. Real first, Atletico second. Yeah, that's, that's what I had. I had Real first and Atletico second. I did have that. I think Atletico, as I said, I think in the next couple of seasons, if they sign a couple of key players and, and on the wings, especially, and maybe at right back, I think they can really compete for, for the league. I, I'm, I'm quite excited to see if they can do that and, and top over Real Madrid. Because was it 2014, the last one? Uh, the, or was it 2013? 13-14, yeah. Lovely um, draw away at the new Camp on the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Was that Javi? That was Javi's last game, wasn't it? Or I think, it was, and I yeah. think uh, the, the captain was Gabby, one of the OGs. Was it? Yeah, I like Gabby. Yeah, I remember Gabby. Do you remember, was it Tiago as well? Was it Tiago? Yes, Tiago, yeah, The Portuguese yeah, lad yeah, I remember them guys. But yeah, so we're going to go with Real Madrid first and Atletico second. And then in third and fourth, we're, what we're thinking, Sociedad or Barcelona, what, what are you thinking? Well, just to comment on Sociedad, I watched a bit of the, the, I watched the first half of them playing Celta Vigo yesterday. Yeah. And I was really impressed. A, lot, a couple of players stood out to me. I was really impressed by John Garidi. Right, yeah. I thought he was really, really good on the ball and he was really impressive. I was also impressed by the, the full-back, uh, Gorosabal. Mm-hmm, I think yeah. I feel like they, they might struggle this season towards the end, maybe with a bit of squad depth. I know they've got Yanezai and Monreal, etc. But yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just feel they may fall away a bit. So for that reason, I'd love for them to finish higher. I'd probably, just because of Messi, I'd probably say Sociedad fourth, Barcelona third. Mm. I, I went. I, mean, I don't I, think you can I, say Barcelona will finish fourth with Messi. You can't. Yeah, I, I said Barcelona fourth because of the poor start, but I am willing to. to You've got two games in hand. Yeah, true, and and that's that. I, I was hoping you didn't see that. <laughs> um, no, but uh, that, that that's yeah. So that I'll give you. I think Barcelona. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll put them third. Um, but I do I think, think between the top four, anything can happen. It really can. It, it really can. I think, and I I don't think it'll be that far off 5th and 6th as well. I think 5th and 6th will even be chasing down the top four just just about. I don't, I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be quite a tight tight league, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, so we're going with Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and then Real Sociedad. Moving on to... It's your turn, Theo, and, and who's your next team then? Perfect. So what I'll do is I'll say my team, and from now on we'll, we'll say where we think they're going to finish and we'll start yeah. to build table up like that yeah perfect so my next team is the king of the Europa League which is Sevilla now Sevilla have a lot to be excited about this season they were absolutely incredible last year especially in the Europa League well-deserved victory and in the final against Inter Milan semis against Man United they were fantastic so I think Sevilla made some fantastic signings in the in the summer Rakitic from Barcelona Awesome signing. Um, Akuna from Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, I really Good rate signing as well. Good. Really rate him as well. And they've got a really, really good core of players. Losing Reguilon is a massive blow. I mean, Reguilon was, was so important to the team. But if you just look at the team, there's, there's two centre-backs they've got, Diego Carlos and Jules Kunde. Awesome mm-hmm. players. I think we've profiled both a number of times on 
here. Me and you are a big fan. We're both, me and, me and Jordan, big fans of a Campos. Mm-hmm. I think a Campos brings a lot to the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they've got experience there with Navas as well. I worry for Sevilla, attacking-wise, however. I don't think Luke de Jong is a prolific striker. And Nasiri, Munir Had- Al-Hadid, Hadidi, whatever his name is. <laughs> It's a bit of a struggle for me. And I'm also not sure in the goalkeeper situation. The, the, the coach this season, I, I can't remember who the coach is. Um, it's, oh, it's, um, Val, uh, it's Lopetegui. Yeah, Julian Lopetegui. Yeah, Julian Lopetegui. I, he seemed to have this season favoured Bono instead of um, Thomas Backley. Yeah, and I think that's a bit of an error. I, I just think, I think that's been a bit of an error and it's a bit, bit backfired. Now, this may be a bit controversial, but this season I've put Sevilla to finish sixth. And that's simply because I feel like they've started the season pretty poor. And I feel like that's going to be a theme throughout. I feel like the team has been punching above its weight for a while. And I think this season may be a little bit of a poor one for them. They won't be in the Europa League this season as well. Because I think they'll win. I think they'll finish second in their group with Chelsea. Right, okay. So I think it might be a trophyless season for Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think fans can be too disappointed for no, I don't think. I think if if they're going all right in the Champions League, I don't think fans will be disappointed at all. I do quite like also, as you're mentioning, they signed the boy that I was highlighting at the start of the summer, Joris Gangon. They signed him as well from Ren as cover centre back. I, I actually think that's a really smart signing. As I said, if if anyone signs him, I think that's quite a good deal. So for Sevilla to get him with Carlos and Kunde, uh, they got Rekic as well, who's only 25. He's still quite young. So yeah, I think their centre backs are are really strong in in terms of depth as well. Obviously, you mentioned Akuna. I think Akuna, I think he's a really good left back. He, he is a bit older. He's on a bit of the older side. But to be honest, I think they weren't ever going to get Reguilón back. So I think bringing in someone Akuna for the short term, maybe for a few seasons, I don't think that's a bad deal at all. I think he's he's still got a lot to to provide to this team. And as you mentioned, Jesus Navas, I think he's really transformed his game he was used to be obviously a right midfielder and he's developed into a right back and I think he really suits that role and has really 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 done really well for himself but he's he's 34 so he's getting older but I still think he's got a lot a lot to offer the Sevilla side to be to be honest also looking at some of the other players that you you mentioned obviously uh, we both love a Campos but they've also got Suso obviously came in from AC Milan I think he's still uh, a top player so yeah I, I'm quite excited to see what they can do I do agree though I think obviously you were mentioning striker and and centre forward um, I still think they need they need to do that so I, I still think they need to do that but it depends who they can bring in I'm not entirely sure what, what they want to go with looking at some in terms of looking at other players Joan Jordan I think Joan Jordan I've mentioned if if any team in, in the Champions League area for, for uh, obviously I suggested for Man City last time, but I think he's he's a really good passer of the ball. He's, he's done well since ever since he came from in from Ibar and did well at Ibar before that. But yeah, a, a player that really can strive the team forward. So Theo, in terms of, you were saying sixth there, do you think sixth is, do you think they can obviously overcome? They've had a poor start to the season. What, what do you make of that then? I think it's just they've played so many games quite quickly. You know, they obviously, when when teams have finished the season, they were still playing the Europa League. I don't think they had that much of a break and they've been straight into it. And I'd say it's quite, it's an even more demanding season this season because of mm. the the openness of the league. So I just feel like it's not clicked yet. I think it might, it will click, but 
I just I feel like they're missing compared to some of the other teams in the league, especially above them. I feel like they're missing something this season. I feel like they're missing the goals, really. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. I think they have got a good team. I was mentioning some players there, obviously Van Jordan and stuff like that. The players like like that that they, they can really bring the ball forward, but it's in the final in the final third. I think they uh, they do lack some some depth there. So yeah, definitely an area they need to strengthen. And I think for the for the future, I do think Luke De Jong offers a purpose, and I do think he's he's a, a worthwhile player to have in around in the squad. But whether you want him as your number nine, I think that's in question. And I think Sevilla can do definitely can do better. So yeah, I think that's a, a worthy shout. I had Sevilla seventh just because of the poor start to the season. But I'll go into my next team who I had in fifth. I had Villarreal. I think Villarreal's had a fantastic window. They brought in Danny Perejo on a free free transfer. I thought that was a great bit of business. He is an older player, Danny Perejo, but he's still got a lot to offer. They also brought Francis Coughlin in from Valencia, who I don't think is a great player, but I still think can offer something to their team. So, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite confident in Villarreal's squad depth. I do like Paco Alcacer as well, striker. I think he was an underrated player at Borussia Dortmund. I don't think he, he got the credit that he deserved at all, to be honest. I thought, I thought he offered a lot. Maybe, maybe he's, he, I think he was kind of classed as a second striker, never really classed as the main, main man up front. And I think at Villarreal, I think he's found that. I think he's found maybe a place where he can be the main striker. Because the other players they've gotten around, obviously Gerard Moreno as well. I think Gerard Moreno has been a top striker for the last couple of seasons, offered them a lot of goals. I suggested for someone like Manchester United, if if they want to bring in as a second striker, I think Gerard Moreno would be a fantastic player to bring in because he, he can play off the right as well. I definitely position there as well. And I do like the wingers. They've they've got Samuel Chukwese, the, the young Nigerian lad. I still think he's got a long career ahead of him. And I think if Villarreal were to sell him, I think they could sell him on for a good price good price and yeah I think that would be quite good and they've also brought in Kubo on loan and he had a really good stint at Mallorca last season even though I think did they drop out did Mallorca I think they dropped out the league but I still think he was shining light and obviously on loan back he was at his obviously his parent club Real Madrid but they've loaned him out to Villarreal and I think that's a good club to be at for for the obviously the yellow submarines I think yeah I'm I'm quite excited to see what they can do so yeah I've, I've put them in fifth it's maybe a bit of a stretch, but they've had a really good start to the season. So excited what they can do. They've also got a decent defence. I, I personally think Pau Torres, he was linked away, but he's still at the club. They've brought Juan Foyth in from Tottenham. I think that's a loan deal, but I still think Juan Foyth can hopefully find some game time there. And they've also got players such as Funes Mori and Raul Albiol, who aren't great, but they're, they're decent squad players to have in and around a club trying to break into that. Then European spots. So yeah, I think I think they've got some good players in around there. I don't know what you you personally think of Villarreal, do you? Yeah, I've put Villarreal to finish third. Um, I think they're a very, very, very third. good side. Uh, sorry, third. What? Well, that's a load of rubbish. <laughs> I've put Villarreal to finish fifth as yeah. well. Okay. Um, I think they're an extremely good side. They've got a very, very good coach, especially in the Spanish league in Unai Emery. Mm-hmm. I think that's a brilliant appointment. Love the Villarreal team. I actually watched them last season away at Espanyol when I was in and I was in Barcelona, and they are a joy to behold. Moreno's an awesome player. Pau Torres is a solid unit at the back, and they've got one fantastic goalkeeper in Asenio. He's uh, he's an awesome goalkeeper as well. So I'm really impressed by them. And I think, uh, as you said, just one one player they brought this season was Purvis Estupinian. Yeah, I was, about, 
I was about to mention him, um, yeah. <laughs> really good fullback. I watched a, a couple of Os- Osasuna games and yeah. he is one tough customer to, to, to come yeah. up against. So I think they've got goals in their team. They've got a solid defence in midfield, especially Brian Danny Parejo. I don't know what Valencia were playing at, but uh, definitely fifth this season for Villarreal. Definitely. I'm really surprised by, because he was up, he's, his parent club was Watford and I'm really surprised Watford didn't keep him last year. Obviously they... They had they had loaned him out to Mallorca uh, two years ago, and they got promoted then to to La Liga. I'm surprised then Watford didn't take the gamble on him because I definitely think he would have been a huge upgrade on uh, Jose Holabas. Really would have been a huge upgrade, and I think Estupian should have been given a chance to perform for Watford. And it's quite a shame. Well, it's not a shame for 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 him really. He's 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 done really well at Osasuna last year. He got a lot of plaudits. And yeah, he's, he's made that move to Villarreal in his permanent move. So I think that's good for his career. He's 22, so got a long career ahead of him in, in La Liga. So yeah, I think, and as you mentioned, I didn't mention Unai Emery. I think Unai Emery got, I, I think he, is tight. he didn't suit the Premier League as a manager. I think he did struggle at Arsenal, but I don't think all the blame can be on, on Unai Emery personally. I think Arsenal is a club. I've been a mess in terms of the board and, and who they've got as the hierarchy. And I think Mikel Arteta is doing fantastic work there, the now. And I think it was right to sack... I think it was the right decision to sack Unai Emery. But I don't think it was his fault entirely for, for, for the failures there. So I'm excited to see if he can, with the exciting talent that we've, we've mentioned there, yeah, I'm excited to see if Unai Emery can push, push Villarreal on because they've been one of these clubs that have... They, they, they've been dropping out the La Liga a couple of times. They've dropped out the La Liga, which is a shame because they are a, a big big club and a historic club, really. So it would be exciting to see if they can make that push onwards. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Fifth place for Villarreal. So I think that's a good spot to put them in. So moving on to your next club, then, Theo. Who, who have you got up next? Well, a bit of a drop. I've got Granada. Right, next. OK. Mm-hmm. Granada, for, at one point last season, were top of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were in the, they were in the top four for for a while. Very impressive season. They sort of tailed off last season, but very impressive. Last season was their first year back in the Liga, so to finish, I think they finished them um, tenth in the end or, or ninth was very impressive. Got a very good young manager in Diego Martinez. He's been very impressive, and Granada have started really well this season. I mean, after uh, after seven games, they're they're fifth in the table. So they're, yeah. a good, they're, a good, they're a good side. And they've got quality in the team as well. They've got goal scorers in Darwin Makis, the Venezuelan. Yeah, Ma- Matches, yeah, Matches. Matches, he scored a really good goal yesterday against um, Levante. They've got, obviously, stalwart of the Leon team, Maxime Gonaluns. Yeah, up yeah. front, they've got Jorge Molina. Obviously, he scored goals for Getafe last season, as yes, well yeah. as Roberto Soldado. They've got Kennedy on loan from Chelsea. But mm-hmm. what I really like about them is... Is uh, their defence. Jesus Vallejo, obviously used to play for Wolves on loan from, from Madrid. I think Domingos Duarte, I've been impressed with him. I think he was maybe Alaves last season uh, or Espanyol. Yeah. He's a good player. And they've just got some players who maybe many people haven't heard of, but they, they've got some decent players. And also in midfield, they've got the lad, Yangal Herrera, who's on loan for a second season from Man City. Obviously, I think they bought him from New York FC. So they've got a nice team and they play some really nice football, really attacking, expansive football, and they, they punch above their weight. So I think Granada are going to have another solid season. I've put them to finish ninth, which is there or thereabouts to um, 
to, to last season. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do because I enjoy watching Granada play. Yeah, Granada's one of these teams that they're quite... They start off really well. They start the seasons really well, but they tail off slightly. So, yeah, so fifth is quite a, a high spot to, to have them in at the moment. Um, I, no, they, I mean, they're fifth at the moment, aren't they? You said? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah they're fifth at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, we'll, we'll see how they get on. I think they will tail off slightly, but it'll be interesting to see what they can do. I don't think they'll last there. Where have you, where have you put in Granada then to finish then, Theo? Where, where are you thinking? I've put them to finish the league ninth. Ninth, right, okay. I put them eighth. I put them slightly higher. I think the league, when you look at the lower league table, I think they're not the, not, not the best, there's not so many great teams in there. And there's a lot of teams that are either big teams that are having a poor time at the moment, whether it be ownership or whether it be just general, like, poor form. There's a few teams in there that, that I think Granadas can, can really kick on, hopefully. Um, I do think they're going to struggle against the big, big teams. I think they always do really struggle against them. So yeah, I think I think they need to to maybe look for a couple of other maybe a couple of people to bring in just to strengthen their squad in terms of talent. But yeah, I think I think eighth or ninth. Uh, um, we'll, we'll cover it in a second who who you've got because you said you've got Villarreal in fifth and you said Sevilla in sixth. So we'll we'll cover that in a second where we think Granada as well will finish. But I've got my next team. The next team I've got is Athletic Bilbao. Um, so my team, the the team that I support in Spain. I think Athletic Bilbao, they're, they're an interesting one this season because they've been a mixture of form, um, I've got to say. When you look at the, the games they've played, I'm just looking at the games they've played, they at the moment have won three and lost four. So it's not great form at the moment. But in terms of goal difference, they're only on minus one at the moment. So it's not too bad looking at that in, in terms of goal difference. And they had a really good defence last year. They've, they've not really signed anyone. The only signing they've made this season is Alex Berenguer from Torino. I do think that's a really good signing. He's a left midfielder, left winger. So, yeah, I think hopefully he can get some vital game time and hopefully uh, push the side on a bit. But as I've always said, I, I rate the defence that Bilbao have got. I think their defence is, is one of their best assets at the moment. Unai Simon in goals, I think he's a, he's a fantastic goalkeeper and one to keep an eye on. He's still a young goalkeeper, 23. So he's, a, he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. Yurai, uh, I've, I think a lot of clubs have been interested in, in Yurai, but his buyout clause is quite high. So if anyone was to go for him, it would it would take a decent chunk of money. But a definitely a player to work, look at. We mentioned earlier Nigo Martinez. He was brought in from Sociedad a couple of seasons ago. I think he's uh, one of the main reasons that why we've got a, such a solid defence. The partnership he has with Yurai is fantastic. And the fullbacks, Berchiche, uh, Yuri Berchiche and Ander Kappa at right back as well. Both attacking quality and defensive quality, they're, they're sound and, and they're really good. They offer consistency, consistent performances. They never really disappoint you. I do think Bilbao in midfield, they're a bit weaker. I do think midfield, they could do with some strengthening. I do like Danny Garcia, but he's getting a bit older now. And Unai Lopez, I think he's a young talent and has got a lot of potential. But I still think they've got a, a lot of improving to do. And I do think their academy is going to be a huge part of that. I'm quite impressed by the central midfielder of Oyan Sanchet. He scored again at the weekend against Sevilla. A really exciting central midfielder, central attacking midfielder, quite tall. So I think he's got a lot, lot of game time ahead of him. And Vincente as well, I think. Inigo Vincente, Inigo Vincente I think his name is. He's, he's still got a lot of a lot of ability and, and potential ahead of him. And the attacking lineup, I do think, obviously, with Berenguer, Inaki Williams is one of Bilbao's like key assets as well. 
probably the most expensive asset we've got at the club. And obviously the loyal servant of Iker Munyain. Iker Munyain's been a servant to Bilbao, could have left at a young age if he wanted to. I think injuries have had have impacted that as well, but I do think Iker Munyain has is, is found a home. Uh, obviously, his home is Bilbao. And the performance last season, I think he got at least, I think he was the one player that got over 10 goals and 10 assists. I'm not sure exactly, but in terms of exact numbers, but I think it was both over in terms of assists and goals he, he was providing that. So, yeah, I don't know. What's your opinion of Athletic Bilbao then, Theo? Do you think they can make a push for Europe or, or what's your opinion? No, I think they've got, I think they're maybe maybe a season. But, um, I don't think they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Definitely building. They've got some good youngsters coming through. I just... I just think they're maybe a season season away. I think yeah. they've been quite poor over the past couple of years at Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. Um, they've turned a little bit of a corner back towards the back end of last season. But mm. I just think maybe that they're not quite there yet. But mm. I think it's definitely exciting times for Bilbao, especially yeah. with the, the youth academy. They're, they're churning out. Most youth academies churn out maybe two, three decent players every three, yeah. four years. Mm. Bilbao seems to be churning out about six or seven every season. Yeah. So I think maybe this season it's maybe one step too far yeah. or too early. What I, what I quite like about the Spanish leagues and, and this is why I do think they do well, I think Spanish league especially and obviously the German league will mention as well, but the Spanish league do particularly well at bringing through youth players and the reason for that is because their academy teams play in the lower divisions. They play up till obviously the, they can't make the, the jump to the Premier the the La Liga or the Primera Division, but they can play up till the Segunda Division. So they can play men's football. They're not playing under 23 football and, and players that are under the age of 23, they're playing men's football. So I think that always builds good careers and good career paths for these players to make the step up. Yeah, I I, I put Bilbao sixth. I put Bilbao sixth and Sevilla seventh. The reason I put Sevilla seventh is because I think they're poor start to the season. Whether they'll, they'll overcome that is... Yeah, I think it's up in there. It's between them two personally for sixth and seventh at the moment. So uh, where have you put, you're, you're looking kind of, um, maybe I'm being a bit optimistic because of my, obviously, my allegiances to the to the club, but where have you put Bilbao then? They, they've, they've shown no promise in two, three years. I'll put them 10th this season. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting one. Yeah, I just, it just yeah. they haven't really shown me anything. I mean, after seven games, they're 11th in the league. Yeah. They haven't really shown me anything to say that they do anything different after 38, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, well, I would say that they were one of the best defences last season. I do think they were up there with one of the best defences. They were, I think, they only, I think towards the end of the season they conceded more, but towards the start of the season they looked good. They they were re- they had a really good solid start to, to last season. I do think, maybe six is a bit generous, but I think they will be, Slightly up there. I think when you look at the other teams, I think they're they're better than some of the other teams that are in in and around there. Personally, what we'll do is we'll, so I put Sevilla seventh, you put them sixth. So what what are we thinking? We're thinking putting them sixth then, or, you, or what are you thinking with Sevilla then first before we move on with Bilbao? And I mean, I'll be Granada. happy if we if we put Sevilla sixth, right? Bilbao seventh, Granada ninth. Right, okay, no problem, that's fine. Who have you got then in eighth then, Theo? Who, who, so in eighth, I've got the fabulous team who punch above their weight, which is Getafe. Yep, okay, yeah, I can agree. Yeah, I, uh, oh, I think that Getafe are such an impressive football team. First of all, they've got one heck of a goalkeeper in um, David Soria. Um, he's been yeah. absolutely fantastic for Getafe for years. 
Um, they were brilliant last season as well, Getafe, and that's why they got into the Europa League because they were brilliant the season before. So they've, they've been awesome for a long time, Getafe, and they've got such quality in their team. I mean, you look at the defence they've got. You, I know you're a, you're a bit of a fan of Dejeuner. Yeah, and they've got uh, the, the, the two Uruguayan fullbacks in Suarez and Oliveira. They're, they're fantastic. The signing of Maximovic a couple of seasons ago, I thought was brilliant. I thought he was. When, when they signed him from Napoli, I thought, what's, what's going on here? Uh, that's, that's a brilliant signing. A player who's caught my eye, though, is uh, Cucurella. Yeah, Mark Cucurella. Um, he is. Oh, he's, he's, he's been fantastic. 22 years of age. He really looks like he's improving every season. So he's a very exciting player. And up front, they've got, they, they put trust in some relatively unheard of journeymen. For example, I know Cucho Hernandez, he scored against yeah. Valencia last yeah, night. I really like Kucho Hernandez. He's he's really a lot of people have been talking about him for a while. And was it who was he on loan last season to? Was it he was on loan in the La Liga before? I think it was Laganes. I think it was Laganes who got relegated. But I think he stood out for them. I think he got at least at least eight to ten goals last year mm-hmm. uh, for them. So I think yeah, he's got a lot of promise to to offer. They absolutely. They've just got like between Jamie Mata who scored about 20 goals last season again, Angel Rodriguez, Unal, Hernandez. Yeah, They've Unal got goals. Well. They've got serious goals. And I just think that there's no real stopping them. I mean, I don't know if it's a bit of an omen, but after seven games, after seven games they are in eighth position mm-hmm. um, in the table currently. And I think that's where they'll, they'll end up. They're a very solid team. They don't mm-hmm. concede many. Six goals in seven games. That's, that, that's not too bad at all. And they, they score more than they concede. So I think this season they're going to have a, another solid one. Yeah, definitely. I, I had them, I had Hitafi 9 to Granada 8th, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to put Kitafi. I think kitafi has got a couple of better players in that squad. And yeah, I think 8th, that, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll put them 8th in Granada 9th. I think that's, that's quite fair play. So yeah, I, as I, as you mentioned, I am a huge fan of Dejeni. I think a lot of clubs could, could do with a player of his quality. I think I'm surprised he's been at Hitafi for, for this for this long so far because he really he, he stood out and obviously you mentioned David Sarai as well uh, I think them two players are are, are key to to Hitafi's side and 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 their good form so yeah hopefully they can continue to be a main part of that squad I do think Mark Cucurella I, I think he's got still got potential obviously he's been a journeyman from Barcelona he came through the youth academy never got really his chance so excited to see what he can do and I'm excited by Erna Zunal I think Erna Zunal he, He's quite a an odd odd player. He never really has settled properly. He's been at a number of clubs in La Liga, Villarreal, Levante, Valladolid as well. He's been on many loan spells, but has never really found a home. So hopefully, he can play a, a, a part for Hatafe and and finding a bit of form and finding a home as well. So yeah, excited to see what he can do. So yeah, definitely, I think eighth position with Granada ninth. So, yeah, definitely. Moving on to the next team, though. My next team is Real Betis. Real Betis is an interesting squad because they've, they've had a number of years of interesting players coming to their club. Most notable, Nabil Fakir, um, who I think we're all surprised that he joined a club of Betis's stature, to be perfectly honest. I think everyone was surprised by that because he obviously was linked away to Liverpool, but because of poor, uh, what, what's it called again, like fitness. Uh, he was medical, didn't he? Medical, that was, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, failed his medical, obviously, for the Liverpool transaction. So, yes, I think he's done really well at, at, at Real Betis. I would say that I'm, I'm quite impressed by some of the players they've got, though, at the club. Two good left-backs in, in Moreno. I think he's a decent left-back. And as well, they've got uh, Juan Miranda, 
as well on loan from Barcelona. I think he was at Schalke on loan last year. Obviously, Schalke's, we, we all know that Schalke's struggled, but I think to come into to Real Betis as as com- competition for Moreno, I think that's that's very good. Also, looking at the centre-backs, I, I really like Mark Bartra. I've liked Mark Bartra for a number of years, and I think he's done really well to cement his place in, in the side. And they've got Asa Mandy in Sydney as well, two other good centre-backs in there. And they've also brought in Victor Ruiz from Besiktas. Um, he's slightly older, but I think he was at Villarreal, I think, um, a couple of years ago. But yeah, he's, he's coming to the side as well, so quite good there. And they've also got good right-backs at Emerson. I think he was on, I think he might have, I'm not sure if he's joined permanently, but I remember he was on loan last year at Betis from Barcelona. I think he, I'm not sure, I think he has joined again on loan, it looks like, back, back on loan to Betis, so... I think he's a, a, a talented right back to Brazilian. I think he's got a long future ahead of him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested to see what they can do. Obviously, they've got attackers that, that are, are top players. That I, I've, I've liked Borja Inglésias. I think he's a, a solid enough striker, offers a decent decent presence up front. And I also really like Christian Teo. I think Christian Teo has still got a lot to offer. He scored two goals, I believe, at the weekend as well for Betis. So, a very good attacking outlet. And who can't like Joaquin as well? Joaquin, 39, and still produces the goods. I think he's he's done well to to remain, as fit, keep his fitness up there because at 39, you, you, you could, you, you'd think he would drop off, but he, he just performs. He does. He offers a lot. And as I mentioned, Nabil Fakir, how, how good is he? But obviously with him you've got Sergio Canales as well two really good attacking midfielders that offers a lot of presence and they've had players in the past that have moved on they've got they've got some transfer fees that have come in obviously the likes of La Celso was at the club beforehand and also Fabian Ruiz I believe was at the club as well so had had some good players in the past as well so I've got I've got some money from them transactions but I think they have been one of the clubs that have been hit the most with coronavirus I think in terms of financial ailments hit on them I think they've had a lot of, of a lot of issues with that but I still think they've got a squad there to compete I don't know what you think of Real Betis and Theo what, what you think there's no denying that they've got a fantastic squad they've got mm-hmm. some, some really 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 good players mm. they're a big club as well let's not forget they are one of the biggest clubs in Spain behind obviously the, the, the top two I, I, I like the look of some of their players some of their players though I mean Claudio Bravo in goal yeah. I think he lost it a long time ago. The, the midfield, Canales, uh, I mean, even Teo and, and Sanabria and I- I- Iglesias, they're confidence players. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really been Betis' Achilles heel, especially last season. They, they had so much hype and, mm-hmm. and they, they just failed. I don't, I don't really like the squad depth. I don't think they've got enough this season. Yeah, Pellegrini, obviously, Manuel Pellegrini, manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's a, a bit of a promising uh, appointment, but I'm not expecting too much from Betis this season. Yeah, the the goalkeeper situation is mentioned: Claudio Bravo and Joe Robles. Oh, oh, Joe Robles, I've really, ever seen. Really isn't doesn't really stand out to me. And they've got a younger goalkeeper called Martin, um, so maybe he can get his chance to prove himself. He's 20, 22 years old, so you never know. Maybe. Maybe he's the next thing to come through and maybe get, get a chance. Because to be honest, when you look at Bravo and Robles, their form's all over the place. They're either old or, well, Bravo's older and he's maybe lost in Robles, we, we, as we just mentioned, we don't really rate. So maybe he can get a chance, you never know. But in terms of position, I've put them 10th. 
You you put Bilbao tenth. I don't know where where did you place Betis then? In I put them eleventh, so there or thereabouts. Yeah. So you you happy to put them tenth then? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I think I think that's a good thing to put them. I I, I think they've got enough in there with with the Kier to to drive them forward. I, I'm quite excited by him. Still, I think he he's an exciting player that offers just a magic a moment. I think he can do the business for for Real Betis. So moving on to your next club, Theo. Who have you got? So keeping in, in the, the, the area of the table that we're going for, I've got Valencia. Right, okay. Right. Now, where that, do we start with that's Valencia? An one. Yeah, this will be an interesting uh, one. The fall from grace has been absolutely massive. You know, they, they, when I was first watching football, I remember Valencia being a team who, you know, set Champions League semi-finalists, pushing in La Liga. And the fall from grace has been, has been horrendous. They've shown signs over the past five years that, Maybe they could get back to it. You know, they've had some Champions League runouts, but last season was not very good. And, and even the transfer market this season, losing Parejo, losing Cochrane, Ferran Torres is a 21-year-old person to 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 want to to move from a club so quickly. I mean, he didn't want to stay around. And you look at the team and you think to yourself, it's a poor team. It's not a good team at all. I mean, Gabriel Paulista in the back. He's not really your well-renowned centre-back. Gaia, I feel Gaia has dropped in performance over the past couple of years. You look at Sheryshev and Vass in the midfield. They're players who, they, they've had their day, really. They, they, they don't really perform. I feel I, I fear for them up front. Maxi Gomez blows hot and cold after that move from Celta Vigo a couple of years ago. And even Goncalo Quedes, they, they seem to really struggle in their signings. They, they seem to just, the players they sign, they, they don't seem to produce for them. And it's really sad because I've always been a bit of an admirer of Valencia. And I think a lot mm. of pressure now has fallen on the shoulders of Carlos Soler. Yeah, Carlos um, mm-hmm. But they, they've still got players. I mean, you look at the team, they've obviously got Jasper Sillison. Mm-hmm. They've got Mangala. They've got Kevin Gamero. Mangala, no. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. When you're relying you look, on Mangala, you've, you've still got players who you could look and say, "Well, yeah. really, you should be pushing for the top half at least." Yeah. One play, one little bright, bright ray of of light for for Valencia is the young lad Yunus Musa, the young mm-hmm. English lad. Yeah, he, I think he's 17 or 18 years of age. He got his first goal against Getafe last night in a game which they somehow threw away and somehow drew two two with a last minute, hundred minute penalty. But um, I'm not confident for Valencia this season. I, no. I, I've predicted them to finish. Well, I said 11th, but I, I'm, I'd probably put them 12th, to be honest. Uh, I've got them slightly lower, to be honest. I think, oh, yeah. I think they're really in trouble. Peter Lim, the owner, he's looking to sell the club, but not even the club, he's selling the assets. So I could see the likes of Goncola Guedes, Carlos Soler, Jeffrey Condogbia, who we haven't mentioned yet, and Jose Gaia as well. I think, I think Condogbia, the they've... Um, Atletico Madrid have just signed uh, in the deal. Right. It, yeah. right, okay. I didn't actually see that, but yeah, I think they're willing to sell the assets and I don't think that's good for any club at all. I think the only player they said he wouldn't sell was Jose Gaia. was the only player that he wouldn't sell. I think Carlos Soler, I think he was also saying that he wouldn't want to sell, but would sell if pushed in terms of finances. I think they're really in a, a, a bad spot at the moment, Valencia. But as you mentioned, there was obviously brief stints of of what could what could be. Obviously, they've had many managers. Obviously, obviously the known Gary Neville when they when they appointed him, it wasn't very exciting. But managers before they obviously had other other managers in there. I'm trying to think who was the 
the manager that was with them in the Champions League again. I'm trying to think of his name again. I'm just having a look at the list now. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll um, Marcelino. That's it, Marcelino. Um, yeah. So Marcelino, was, he, he got them so far, but I think it was Peter Lemmy was saying, oh, we want top four, we want top four, rather than trophies. And I remember when they... Was it Valen- I think he had won the Copa del Rey with Valencia, played a lot of strong players, and Peter Lim wasn't happy because he was saying, well, we've not got top four now, that's your fault. And I think the year after he, got, he was sacked, I think the season after that, during the season, I think he got sacked, which was a, a, poor, a sad state of affairs. They've now got 40 ha- managers in eight years, Jordan. That tells you something. Yeah, it really does tell you something. The one, the one manager I would say they've, come, they've got now, Javi Gracia, I think Javi Gracia, I think he did an okay job at Watford. I think he was unlucky to lose his job there. But hopefully he can steady the ship slightly for, for Valencia. But as you said, I'm not entirely sure. I put them 15th. Maybe it's a bit low. I am willing to, to put them slightly higher because I've got some teams in there that, that I think it's unknown where, where they'll finish, really, whether they'll make the push or not. So, yeah, I, I'm willing to debate... Well, what are you thinking then, Theo? You were saying 11th, 12th, I've put them 15th. Where are you thinking then? I think 15th, 15th, it could be a possibility, but you've got to bet on the players that they've got to drag them a little bit out of that. I think anywhere between 12, 13 is probably a bit more realistic for Valencia. But, I mean, I am happy to put them 14th, 15th. I'm not, not worried about that because I think it could be a little bit of a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sure. I think, I think maybe thirteenth or fourteenth. And I think we agree upon that. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I would be willing to go thirteenth. I think thirteenth. We'll, we'll we'll say they've they've got the talent there to make the push. Again, it depends on who they sell in terms of assets. It really depends. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So we'll move on to the next club. So the next club I have got is Ibar. So I've I've really liked Ibar. I think they've done really well. I think they've got they've they've really pushed themselves on as as a as a club. Really, I think they're one of these teams that always just defy the odds. Really, as a, as a football club, they really do. So looking at their squad, I think their squads they've got some talent in there. They have got some talent in there. But in terms of players, they've got they've got some players in there. Again, I do like the goalkeeper. Dimitrovic, I think is Marko Dimitrovic. I don't know he's, if that's pronounced right. Dimitrovic. Dimitrovic, is that right? So I, I do I do quite like him as a goalkeeper. I think he's a solid, solid goalkeeper. And yeah, they've got some other players that are in there that always always seem to, to perform. Uh, Kevin Rodriguez, their left back. I do think Rodriguez, I think he's a decent player. So yeah, definitely, definitely the case. So yeah, we'll have to see What's the case with that? So, looking at them, I think that's one of the one of the things that, that they've never really got the top players in their squad, but they've got some players that, that just that just offer something. In in Yao uh, Takashi in Yao, I think he's a decent winger. He was in the Bundesliga before. I was quite excited when he was there. So yeah, that's that's quite an interesting player to have. Muto, he was a brief stint at, at Newcastle, but yeah, I think he done well for Mainz in the German Bundesliga before that. So yeah, maybe he can offer something. And yeah, they've got some players in there. Sergio Enrich, the, the the striker as well, always pops up with a goal now and then. So a, def- a decent enough team. And I think, again, they're one of these teams, as I said, defy the odds. So it's it's one of these one of these things. 
but yeah, I don't know what, what what's your opinion of of Ibar then, Theo. Do you think they can continue to defy the odds? What they've done is is absolutely marvelous. Um, they've been fantastic. I watched the Prime documentary on them actually, and um, the way they run the club. They're such a small club, and in Spain they don't have the finances anywhere near as much as as they have in small clubs have in in Britain. I think this season, it's the end of the road for Ibar. Maybe that that's a bit controversial. I look at the team and I see a very, very old team. It's nowhere near as good as it was the past couple of seasons. And they stayed up by the skin of their teeth last year, probably because with the Spanish league, I think there's a lot of poor teams that get promoted. Mm. Um, this year's a bit different. There's a couple of half-decent teams that, that have come up. I just think it's, I think it's the end for, for Ibar. I wouldn't be surprised just looking at some of their results um, this season, especially against teams around them. They've struggled. They've really, really struggled. And I feel like Ibar missed the fans. I really do. I feel like that's kind of, you yeah. know, being being a small team, I feel like that's kind of their their whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it may be a little harsh. I've put Ibar to finish 18th. Ooh, that's um, a bit harsh, yeah. But, but I, I just think after watching them, I think this is just the end of the road for them. Yeah, I, I've put them, I think that's a wee bit harsh. I, I did put them higher than, than I've actually thought. Now I've actually changed my opinion. I did put them 11th, but I don't think that's, I think that's too high. I'm, I personally think mid-table, I'm, I'm between 14th and 15th, personally. I think they've got enough to stay up, personally. I think when you look at the other teams in there at the moment, I'm, I'm looking at them and I think there's the team in the bottom three, especially, actually the bottom four or five, I think, I think they're going to be better than them personally so I, I think 14th or 15th I think that's fair enough I think they're, they're, they can stay up and I think they're, they're able to produce again they've not got the most talented squad but I think they can produce continue to produce for, for, for this season so are you happy to 14th or 15th what are you? yeah yeah 14th yeah 14th 14th yeah I think that's, that, that's fair enough. actually we'll put them 15th because I've, I had Valencia in 15th so I, I changed uh, brought Valencia slightly higher because obviously you thought they'd be 11th or 12th but we went for them 13th so I think we'll, we'll put Ibar 15th I don't, I, I don't mind that at all so yeah we'll put Ibar 15th so we'll move on to your next club then Theo who, who have you gone for? Well I've gone for, for Cadiz I'll be, I'll be quick because it's, I don't know too much about the, the lower league clubs just a, a couple of um, uh, information on, on Cadiz they stormed the Segunda Division last season they were mm-hmm. so impressive they were fantastic and well deserved to to come up. They've been the surprise prize package of La Liga so yeah, far. Yeah, fourth at the moment. Yeah, won away at Real Madrid a couple of weeks ago, and they've been mm-hmm. mighty impressive. They're spearheaded by Alvaro Negredo, who's having a little bit of a renaissance. Uh, he yeah, scored definitely. two goals, three assists in, in seven games, and they've got a really good good team spirit. They've got a decent midfield. I think I, I was looking um, at, at the team in Augusto Fernandez. I think Augusto Fernandez used to play for Atletico Madrid if I'm quite right in saying, um, yeah. and he was always a, a decent player. So I think this season, and I'm also just a, a player who close to home, um, Alvaro Jimenez, obviously he was on loan at Birmingham last season. He signed for Birmingham from Almeria last season. Um, didn't quite go to plan, but he's a hard-working player. He's got a couple of goals for us. So I think Kadif this season, I think they'll, they'll have a good season. I've put them to finish 14th. So I've been pretty impressed with them, and they, they seem to have a a good chance of staying up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also quite like Choco Lozano. I think Choco Lozano, um, he's quite he's quite a skillful player, offers quite a lot, an attacking player. I don't know if he 
I think he's centre forward slash left wing. I'm not entirely sure, but I think he plays alongside that kind of area. So yeah, definitely a, a player up there. He got nine league goals in, in the Segunda and two assists. So yeah, if you can maybe get even five or t- five or ten in and around there with with Negredo, as you mentioned, can can maybe offer something and get keep them up in the league. I don't think they'll push too high, but as you mentioned, they're they're surprise package fourth at the moment. So I don't think they're going to drop too too far. I don't think they're going to be dropping into the bottom three at all this season. I, I don't think I could see that. I think they'll they'll manage to remain outside that bottom three completely this season. I think they'll be able to stay in, in and around mid-table. So yeah, my opinion for Cadiz, I'd put them 12th. What are you What are you thinking for them? Are you, you think slightly lower or, or slightly higher? If, for me, it's between Cadiz and another team for 12th. I don't mind putting Cadiz there. Uh, we've got someone in 13th, don't we? Uh, we've got Valencia now in 13th. Yeah. Valencia in 13th, okay. We've, we've, um, got, we've not got anyone for 11th or 12th yet. That's, that's the... Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for 12th. Absolutely, I'm happy for 12th, yeah. Right, okay, no problem, yeah, that's fine. We'll put Kadith in 12th. So, yeah, moving on to the next squad and for, for myself, and I'm going for Osasuna, another another Basque club. I do I do like looking at the Basque clubs, and I think Osasuna, they're one of these teams that they're just... They're a, a yo-yo club, again, Osasuna. They've, they've they dropped out, um, I think, about three or four seasons ago. I remember I was... I actually remember going to, I think they got promoted the season I was last in Bilbao. I remember I went to see a Bilbao game and I went to see Bilbao Athletic, the the, the under-23 team. They were playing Osasuna for, I think it was either a promo- promotion or something. I think it was a promotion, a playoff. Uh, so yeah, I think what I look at Osasuna, I think they've They've struggled over times, but they've 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 got a decent youth system. Um, they've they've brought through a couple of a young talents previously. Mikel Marino, they they brought him through the their youth academy, and obviously now he's gone into bigger things at Sociedad. But yeah, they've they've actually recruited okay. Looking at the the players they've brought in, they've brought in a guy called Juan Cruz from Elche, so from a, a rival uh, rival club, and also Enric Gallego from Hitafi as well, um, who's a slightly older forward. But looking at some of the other players, Jonathan Caleri. Uh, Jonathan Caleri was on, I think he was at um, Leganes, I think, um, a few years ago. I'm not sure. It was it was a club in La Liga. I'm not entirely sure if it was Leganes or not. Oh, no, it was Las Palmas. That's it. It was UD Las Palmas he was at. So he was at Las Palmas a few seasons ago. Never really hit it off there. But, yeah, he's back in, back in the league uh, on loan. And he's still only 26, so still got a lot to prove. And they've got Johnny in from Lazio as well on loan and I think Johnny's a decent player he's, he's still got a lot to offer and also Ante But Butmir from Mallorca they've also brought him on loan as well so a player that can offer some goals for them as well a goal threat looking at the rest of their squad I think their squad's okay but it's nothing special to look at in goals they've got Herrera I think Herrera's a solid keeper a decent keeper for, for a mid-table La Liga squad looking at some of the other players in there Brasenac Brasenac's a decent central midfielder gets on the ball, controls the game, tempo of the game. And also, I like Chimia Villa up front. I think he's the most exciting player they've got at Osasuna at the moment, the the 26-year-old Argentine. And I think he's going to be their their focus on goals. I mentioned Budmir and, and Caleri, but I think he, he's going to be a real the real man to pr- produce the goods for them. But looking at some of the other players they've got in there, in terms of other midfielders, Moncailo, Enrico Perez, uh, I look at these players and they're not they're not fantastic. And Garcia, I think he he's hot and cold. He blows hot and cold. So 
for me, Osasuna, I think they're going to survive, but I think the highest they can reach, I, I put them 14th is where I put them. I don't know what you're thinking personally for Osasuna yourself, Theo. Yeah, Osasuna 14th is fine by me. They've got a, a, a st- I, I class them as just a standard Osasuna, uh, standards um, team. Mm-hmm. Again, I love to throw, throw in my reference, but they are the definition of a Spanish version of Burnley. <laughs> that is what they are. They've got some goals in there. They defend well. Roncaglia scored an absolute worldie True, earlier yeah. on this season. So 14th is absolutely fine by me. Yeah, definitely. And they also brought in a guy, Lucas Toro, as well. Yeah, he's a um, baller. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested Frankfurt. to see what he can do. He's still, yeah, he came from Frankfurt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if he can staple down a position and, and make himself be part of the squad. And, yeah, I think he's a solid enough player. So, 14th, yeah, I, I think that's that's a decent team and is going to remain in the league. So, I'll, move, I'll let you move on to your next team then, Theo. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go for a team that really, really do excite me this season, and that's mm-hmm. Elche. Mm-hmm. Elche, I mean, they've talked about Kadif. I think they've been a bit unfortunate that Kadif went up at the same time, but Elche have had a really good start to their season. They, they obviously, they came up through the playoffs. They beat Girona in, in a two-legged uh, affair, and they've started really well this season. I, I think mid, they finished 10th after seven games. Very impressive. They've recorded some good wins this season. They, uh, they beat Valencia at home, which I know Valencia aren't very good, but you know they, they produced a really good performance. I watched the first half of that game. And they've got some really good players as well. Antonio Barragan, you know, he's a solid centre-back, especially to still, still to be kicking about. They signed Emiliano Rigoni as well from Sporting Lisbon. Obviously, Rigoni's been on... Been, been around quite a bit and one player who I've been quite impressed with this season who plays for them is um, just the, the, the midfielder by the name of Yosan Fernandez. now I know it doesn't really strike any bells he's not really a household name but he's a really good player I watched him against Valencia he scored a fantastic goal and I like the squad depth they've got they've got players who've been around the, the leagues for example they've got Yusuf Kone he's a, he's a fantastic um, addition to the squad Fidel he's a good player up front Per Mila, he scored quite a few goals for them uh, last season. I think that, that they've got a really good team, so I'm quite, I'm quite excited for them this season. And I actually think they might finish 11th. Is that what we've got free? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, initially, I put them uh, 13th, but I'm because they're a newcomer to the league. But uh, we've got Valencia now in, in 13th. We've got Cadiz there, so I'm happy to put them 11th. I, I was between. The, the teams I was between initially was Ibar, Cadiz and Elche and also soon I was between them four were to place them and then obviously I placed Valencia lower because of the, obviously the problems but now that we've we've kind of reorganised teams a bit yeah I'm, I'm willing to put Elche 11th do you? I think that's that's a word they shout I think it might be a bit of a push that's the only that's the only thing I think for a newcomer it might be a bit of a push but we'll see what they can do I, I've not really kept tabs on them too much but you've done a wee bit of research there and, and thought they've got a chance so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do moving on to the next club and my next club is Deportivo Alaves they've been in the, the league for a few years now but yeah I think they've got some some decent players in and around their squad I, I look at them and I just I look at them and they're one of these squads that again like Ibar I think they they offer like freak results and 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 always always just defy the odds really they've 
they've got a decent goalkeeper. I like Pacheco in goals. I think he's been a solid goalkeeper for them for the last few years. Looking at the other other defenders, they've got Florian Lejeune, uh, who they've brought in from Newcastle. I believe that's on a loan. So I think he's still he never really found a home in the Premier League, but I still think he can do a job in La Liga. And also they've got a a, a man that's been at the club for a while in Lagarde uh, in defence as well. I think they're they're decent as uh, a decent centre back pair in Lagarde and Lejeune. They've got Ruben Duarte at left-back as well. In terms of other positions, I'm looking at the other rest of the team. Pina in central midfielder. He's a slightly older midfielder, but still can offer a bit bit for them. Bataglia, who they've brought in from Sporting. Um, I don't know when they brought him in, but he still offers a decent uh, ball progression for, for a team of, of Alaves' standard. I look at some of the, the forwards they've got. Everyone remembers John Gadetti um, is one of these players that just always is somehow still still about. I've never really kept tabs on him since Celtic, really, but um, he's he's been at Alaves for a few years now, uh, 28. They've got uh, a guy called Diverson, and they've got also the ex-Newcastle player Hosselu as well, who I think has now found a home at Alaves. So I've predicted Alaves to finish 16th, I don't know what you're thinking, Theo, personally, for, for Deportivo Alaves. Yeah, it's fine by me. They're probably my most hated uh, team in Spain. Oh, right. uh, for no particular reason other than the fact that Yota plays for them, the ex-Blues and Villa player. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, he just, yeah, he, just, yeah, he true. just annoys me. But they've got some fantastic players, to be honest. I mean, Florian Lejeune, Rodrigo, Eli and Duarte, they're a good defence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Lucas Perez and... Between Lucas Perez, Yosselu and John Gadetti, they've got goals for days. Mm-hmm. And a shout-out for Fernando Pacheco. I think he's one of the most underrated goalkeepers in, in Spain. Yeah. He's been around for, for a while. But, um, yeah, I, I think Alaves could, could do a bit better this season. But mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm happy to put them 16th simply yeah. because I think there's some better teams. But I think Alaves will have a comfortable season. Yeah, I think they could make a break into the maybe the top, not the top half, but like the top kind of, just below like 12th, the top half. Maybe. Yeah, 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 12th, 14th, 12th, 13th, 14th, they could make a break into there. We don't know, again, as we mentioned, Valencia could go either way. It could go It could go even worse than what we think, even below 15th. They could get relegated. You never know, uh, depending on what happens with the second half of the season with them. But yeah, I think Alaba's in 16th, I think, to stay up again, I think that would be fine for them. So yeah, I'll let you move on to your next team then, Theo. Awesome. So my next team is Levante. Levante, they're, they're, they're a hard-working team, bless them. They've done quite well to stay in the division for, for as long as they have. It's not been the best start to the season for Levante. I mean, they're 18th at the moment. They finally got a point away at Granada yesterday. Um, and I think it's going to be another difficult season for, for Levante. Just a brief look through their team. I think the one reason that I've put them to just about stay up is because of the man up front, which is Morales. I think he's their talisman, he's their captain, he's their leader. He's the one that, that will help them, really. Mm-hmm. They've signed uh, Molero. I think they signed him from Espanyol. He's a decent mm-hmm. player. Ennis Bardi on the wings, not bad as well. And Ruben Vesso at the back, he's a solid player as well. I do think it's going to be a struggle for them. I do kind of worry where the goals are going to come from. Uh, and I think they're just by the skin of their teeth going to be safe this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think... I had them in 18th. I had them just to get relegated. They've they've survived, or not survived, but they've done okay the last few years, but I just think this year might be too much for them. And the team I've got, 17th, I think it's going to be tight between Levante and them. But the next team I've got is Celta Vigo. 
Celtic Vigo are really struggling at the moment. I don't know what, what the reasons are. I've not really looked into them too much, but looking at some of the players they've got, Ego Aspas, Ego Aspas is a fantastic player, and I think that's going to be enough. They've got players there to keep them up. Emery Moore, can, he's one of these players, Emery Moore, that just infuriates me because he could have done so much better with his career. I remember when he was at Borussia Dortmund, he really could have kicked on, but I think he was, I think he acted a bit childish, a bit immature. I think that's the reason now he's at Celta Vigo, really. So I, I think they're they're one of these clubs that I think they will survive Celta Vigo, but looking at some of the, the other players, J- Jason Murillo, I think he's been at Valencia and other clubs before. And I think he offers offers a lot. I also really like Hugo Malo. I think he's been a solid player for them for a number of years at right back. And also Santi Mina up front. I think Santi Mina can just offer something. I think I was surprised when he left Valencia um, a couple of years ago. And I, I hope he can refine maybe the potential that he, he once had really in the future. But I'm not entirely sure about that. But yeah, what, what are you thinking then about, I'll get your opinion on Celta Vigo. What, what's your opinion at the moment on them? It's, it's bizarre how they've been so bad for, for, with this squad. I just, I just, I'm scratching my head. I mean, you know, between Nolito and Aspas and Denis Suarez, Santa Mina, I mean, the defence of Murillo yeah. and Arujo, you, you just wonder how is this happening? Uh-huh. Every season, they, I mean, a couple of years ago, they were in the Europa League semis they got to, but uh-huh. they seem to just be struggling and struggling. For me, yeah. it is between Levante and, and Sociedad, uh, Sociedad and uh, Celta Vigo. <laughs> because of Aspas, I would go for Celta Vigo to finish 17th. Yeah. Survive, but yeah. it's not going to be another good season for them. No, they, they finished 17th last, last season as well. So you never know. This could be the season they drop out of the league as well. They've got... Who is the lad I'm thinking of? They've got a Danish winger at one point. Stisto. He moved. Ah, he, moved did he? To, he moved back to um, yeah. Michelin. Right, did he? Right. Yeah, I, I quite liked him when he was at the club as well. I remember him. And it's, it's sad to see that he's gone. I also like the left-back, Lucas Olaza. I think Lucas Olaza is a decent left-back. It's weird. They've got some good players. But as you mentioned, it's weird they're doing so, so poor at the it's moment. I'm not entirely sure exactly. Maybe it's a coaching issue. I don't know who's their coach at the moment. I'm not entirely sure, but their coach is Janient. Oscar Garcia Janient. I don't know who he is, but I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know if it's the board. I don't know what it is really with Celta Vigo, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be another struggling season for them this year. So yeah, so we're going to go with Vigo in 17th and Levante in 18th. That's fine. That's fine. That's what I had. Anyway, moving on to your next club then, Theo. Perfect. So my final club, and for them, it's the final position in the table, which is Real Valladolid. They, uh, they, they've got no hope this season, unfortunately. When you look at your backup goalkeeper being Roberto, the ex-West Ham goalkeeper, you know that it's going to be a poor season. And they're just a team of, of players from everywhere. I mean, you've got players like Sadie Janko, obviously used to play for Man United and Celtic and all that. You've got some real journeymen. Rocky Mesa, he's been at every relegated club in the league, I think. Fabian Arellana, I mean, he's a player who's a bit hot and cold, but you can't really be relying on him to, to try mm-hmm. and create for the club. And you look up front, I think their big signing this season was Sean Weissman, the Israeli from uh, one of the Austrian teams yeah. um, in the Austrian Bundesliga. I just don't see where the goals are going to come from. Other than Sergi Guardiola who, who, and, and Plano, you just don't see where the goals are going to come from. It's going to be a bleak season for Valladolid. They're bottom at the moment. I mean, after after eight games, they've they've, they've scored five goals. So the goals are going to be a problem. Definitely. I don't see them getting out. 
Yeah, it's strange that ghosts are a problem as well because their owners, <laughs> the R9 himself, it's like he's mm. one of the owners of the football club. I don't know if he's majority state. Uh, I think he's got a 51%. Yeah, so, so I'm surprised that he's not realised that they need a goal scorer. I think he, out of one of the best strikers ever, <laughs> you think that would be one of the places they'd strengthen. They did lose, obviously, Mohamed Salaisu in the summer to Southampton. That's a huge loss for him because he was a solid centre-back. Really provided them with a lot of just key performances they finished 13th last season so they aren't they aren't a bad squad they've just not got enough quality they've lost obviously so i don't know other players they've lost but it just doesn't look like they've got enough quality i do like jordy massapin goals i think he's he's a decent enough keeper as well obviously he's been at barcelona and, and clubs before that obviously come through their youth academy and i also like ruben alcaraz in central midfield i think he's a decent central midfielder he's he's 29 but still offers quite a lot personally for the, for for them so yeah as you mentioned though goals are a problem Guardiola and Weissman whether they can pr- provide enough I don't think that's going to be the case so I predicted them 19th I think I think that's that's not a bad position to put them do you think rock bo- bottom is going to be the case then for them or what, what's your opinion then to you yeah yeah rock bottom for uh for value delayed it's gonna be a poor season Right, no problem. Well, they're going to go rock bottom. And my last club is is the other team going to be 19th then, is Huesca. So they've been, again, up and down the divisions. I think they're just one of these clubs that just, they're not the best. They're, they really aren't. When you look at some of the players they've got, Shinji Okazaki, obviously Premier League winner, but whether he offers enough, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. They've also got young Sergio Gomez, who's on loan from Borussia Dortmund. I don't think he's experienced enough to, to drive this team forward. And I look at some of the other players. I like Pablo Maffeo, the right back. I think he was came through the Man City Academy as well. And yeah, I was, I was surprised because I think he was on loan at Granada. Stuttgart. Yeah, it was at Stuttgart last season, but it was in Granada the year before. And I think I think he was at Granada the year before. I'm sure it was Granada the year I'll just double check that. Oh, Girona. That was it. It was Girona. Girona. I'm getting mixed up, sorry about that. Uh, it was Girona he was on loan at. So yeah, I, I was quite impressed when he was at Girona. I thought he was a decent player for them. Played a number of games and I definitely think he can get another move somewhere else maybe maybe in the future when Huesca go down. I don't know much about the other players. Rafa Mir, I don't really know much about him, but he's a forward as well. And Lucinho as well. He's, he's a slightly older player as well. But again, whether they've got... I just don't think they've got enough. Um, so, yeah, I think 19th for them, and, and that, that'll complete our table for you. So, yeah, I think that, that was a good coverage, uh, to be honest, um, what we've done there. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Um, going over the teams again, or going over the whole league. So, from bottom to top, we've got Huesca in 20th. We've got Valladolid in 19th. We've got Levante in 18th, just dropping out the league now. We've got Celta Vigo, who, again, it's between them and Levante, who goes 18th for, for us. But again, you never know. The league could be a surprise. You never know. Valencia could be in there. You never know about that because we, we don't know about the situation with them. Alaves, we think they're just going to survive in 16th. In 15th, we've got Ibar. We think they're going to they're gonna survive. But, well, Theo thought they were going to drop out the league. But I, th- I think they've got enough to to offer one more surprise, but I do think they're going to have to be bringing in some some better players, to be honest, if they want to stay up uh, further. Osasuna in 14th, we've got Valencia in 13th, but again, that could that could all change depending on, on the transfers they make. 
and the people going out of the club, obviously Jeffrey Condogbia is obviously going off to. Was it, who did you say he was going to Sociedad? Did you say? Who was he joining? Uh, Atletico Madrid is joining in January. Atletico Madrid, right? Atletico Madrid. So yeah, he's he's joining Atletico Madrid in January, but it could be a number of players leaving in January. We never know. Looking at the other clubs, Cadiz recently promoted, but we think they're going to be a surprise package, and we're putting them twelfth this season. Obviously, fourth at the moment. So you never know; they could they could make a break for the top half if they keep their form going. But we don't think they've got enough squad depth and talent there just to just to. We think they're not going to be able to push that far. And I think over the season, we think they're going to drop to twelfth. In terms of eleventh, we've got Elche, also another promoted squad. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. In tenth, we've got Real Betis. Again, they could make maybe make challenge. Maybe even getting to the seventh, as high as seventh, you never know. Obviously, talented players such as Fakir and Borja Iglesias. So if he gets in a bit of a run of form, you never know. Also looking at some of the other teams, uh, Granada in ninth, obviously started the season really well at the moment fifth, but I think they're going to just drop out and, and finish ninth. Um, Hitafi in eighth, again, some solid players in their squad, such as Dejeni and Saraya, so you never know where, where they could finish. Athletic Bilbao, we think, are going to just... Well, Theo doesn't think they're going to do it, but I, I personally think they're going to push... I think they've got enough talent over the lower half of the league to push into the top seven, but they could finish as low as 10th. You, you never know with, with Bilbao. It's all about form, personally, with them. Also looking at the other teams, Sevilla, we think they're going to pick up form and finish sixth, so we think they're going to make make that push. Villarreal, I think they're going to be the biggest surprise of the season, and we're, we're predicting fifth for them. And then the top four. Again, we never know. It depends on Real Sociedad's form, but they could even push. Personally, I think the way they've gone about this season, they're really exciting. So we never know. They, they could make the push. Barcelona, it's always difficult to predict Barcelona at the moment with the, the circumstances, but we, we all know Lionel Messi will never finish outside the top four. We can't, we can't predict them outside the top four. So we think third for them. And then it's going to be a challenge at the top. Obviously, the two Madrid clubs are going to go at each other uh, right to the end we think I think it's going to be a tight competition for the top the top to finish top spot but we've got Atletico in second and Real Madrid in first so yeah I think that's a good good prediction what are you thinking about that prediction Anthony? are you happy with where we've gone for most of the teams absolutely spot on I'm, ha- I'm happy with that I do think Atletico Madrid may win the league but <laughs> Again, it's more realistic to say Real Madrid. I can see that happening as well. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's quite an open and exciting. I think the gap between the top half and the bottom half is huge, humongous. Yeah, it's, we're the yeah. biggest it's ever been. But I definitely think La Liga is is really wide open, which for once is lovely because you yeah. could arguably say between the top six, at least four positions are up for grabs. Yeah, definitely. That that's definitely the case. I think the top six. I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Sevilla because they've had a really weird patch of form at the moment. So if they can, they need to pick that up quickly. They do need to pick up quickly, like some of the other teams in and around the Barcelona and Bilbao. I think they're going to have to pick up their form as well. There are three teams at the moment that aren't at the moment form-wise aren't on on trajectory and really need to pick up. So yeah, but as you said, I think Real Madrid just because of their previous history of winning it, I think it might be a bit too much for Atletico. But yeah, so I think that's a good way to wrap up uh, today's podcast. Theo. I think that was, that was a good episode, really enjoyed it. And hopefully we can 
yeah, continue on with covering the major leagues, the five top leagues. And we're not sure if the, obviously, we might throw a couple of international episodes in there as well. But international clubs, we've got that on on the horizon. Obviously, we've got the international break coming up. So that could determine what we go for for our European episode. So we're we're still in discussion about that, but we'll, we'll we'll update you about it. And yeah, I'm sure you'll enjoy the episodes nonetheless. So again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow our Instagram, the Emphatic Fanatics Podcast, and also follow us on all all of our platforms, Podbean.com and on Spotify. That'd be much appreciated. We'd also recommend going and checking out another football social media, which is similar to ourselves, which is called Supreme Footy. They're on Instagram. So they've got some quality content across there, some transformers. So go and check them out. So yeah, thanks again for listening. It's been your host, Jordan. Theo, thank you, thanks again from yourself. It was great having you on. Thoroughly enjoyed, Jordan. Good stuff. Anyway, thanks again, and we'll catch you later, guys. Bye for now.